Good morning, crypto. Good morning, warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by my friends, Mario, also known as the Node Defender, Johnny Crypto, aka the top crypto researcher in the world. And we have a very special guest who learns at the speed of light with UFC quality MMA skills and also renowned as the CMO of Phoenix Community Capital. King Jordan Harry is joining the podcast today. Very excited to have you. It's amazing. And we'll hop right into the introductions after we address the topics. So today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing the new vehicles Grayscale and Ray Dalio are creating that allow their investors exposure to alternative smart contract platforms. Goldman Sachs says the value of the dollar is rapidly diminishing as China continues to outperform America geopolitical alliances. And XRP has been added to the multi-chain, which is bringing the XRPL the ability to communicate with other DeFi platforms. Finally, our guest brings our Good Morning Crypto family a new passive income opportunity you will not want to miss. Our show is now available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. We just crushed that intro. There was no stuttering this morning. I'm very happy. The ball is rolling. I want to kick it to Jordan Harry and just say good morning. We're so excited to have you. Why don't you tell our viewers a little bit about yourself and then we'll hop into the articles. Abs, I need you to follow me into every room I go into so I can have that <laughs> announcement. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I'll invoice you. We can make a plan. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> It's all love. <laughs> I can imagine. First and foremost, thank you everyone for your time today. We hope by the end of this, you'll become 1% better than what you were when you joined. Um, if you don't know who I am, my job is to take complex and abstract ideas and put them into very simple forms, specifically with Phoenix Community Capital, as I'm the uh, CMO over there, the Chief Marketing Officer. There we go. If you want to keep the conversation going, I love you guys, honestly. <laughs> I need your editor. I need your intro. Um, keep the conversation going. You know, I'm over at Twitter. I'm a big believer in spreading love. Uh, my journey very quickly, pandemic hit. I wasn't very financially literate. And what hit me was things like a hundred thousand pounds isn't a lot of money. And for many people outside of our world, and I know I can, I'm talking to our people right now, we understand a hundred thousand pounds isn't a lot of money. And so when I realized that, of course, massive fear ensued, but thankfully I stumbled across the bailable ball who um, that anonymous voice led me down the rabbit hole of XRP, but I didn't stop there. And from there, after two years with the traditional investing into my blue chips, I realized that there's another blue chip category and that's passive income. And so that's how I landed upon Phoenix Community Capital back in December. I believed in the CEOs, Luke and Eric. And since then we're building the ship as we go along and we're creating a table big enough where everyone can eat. That's amazing. Mario, I'd love to give yourself a chance, or Johnny, just a comment before we hop into the articles. Maybe ask Jordan something our viewers might be want to be aware of. Yeah, I'll, I'll just take the moment to say that Jordan Harry is actually a big reason why the No Defender came to be. And he was actually the person that brought to my awareness back in August, uh, Strong, specifically. Um, and, and yeah, I've, I've just, it's, been, it's been great from there. I found a passion for, for the passive income part of crypto. And I just wanted to say thank you, Jordan Harry, for bringing that awareness. Thank you for all the love that you spread in the community and all the hard work that you put in. It's it's very noticeable and it's very inspiring too. 
Thank you, Mario. And I don't take that lightly. You know, I know the responsibility on my shoulders, um, whether that's at Phoenix or, you know, the impact that we have um, as humans online, because every investment yes. means something to us. It's awesome. So Jordan, thank you for joining the show. We're so happy to have you on board. Uh, we've never had a king on the show before, so that's really, really cool. We're happy to have that. Um, <clears throat> but uh, so... Uh, with that said, yeah, there are a lot of folks that ask us a lot of times as we're in the crypto space, as you know, here at the 3T Academy, and a lot of folks are interested in your product, the Fire Nest, we get asked all the time, hey, what's this thing about? How do I get in it? How do I do it? Maybe you could tell uh, our viewers a little bit about just, you know, maybe briefly, what, what is the Fire Nest? Um, how is this sustainable? What are you guys doing? And, in, 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 you know, how can people get in? Yeah, um, my pleasure, because back in December, um, thankfully, I wasn't one of those victims, but a lot of people um, lost a lot of money. An awful lot of money and uh, we won't say the names of the projects that's not what we're here to do but um yeah. from the outside looking in i realized there was a lack of transparency um a lack of legitimacy and the fact that doxing wasn't really a thing and i didn't even know what doxing meant <laughs> because i'm used to being here right i'm yeah. more than happy to meet with people and there's usually two reasons why people won't be forthcoming with who they are one it's because of safety security I completely respect that the other is malicious actions. And sadly, if you don't dox now, which we are trying to make that gold standard, mm. there's an ambiguity around both. Mm. right? And so by doing so, we wanted to clean up the space by investing a community pot. To put it really simply, 20% of everyone's investment into a nest. And a nest is not a node. <laughs> that was the longest argument I had to have with people for the first couple of months. Yeah, um, RPC endpoint, sadly. The nest is a simple representation of your profits in the pot. So, of course, the more money you put in, well, the more profits you get on a daily basis. When we say profits, what do we mean by that? So we take 20% of your initial investment to earn a nest, which is 10 fire tokens. And we put that into our treasury wallet. And you can picture that as the community fund. With that community mm -hmm. fund, we get to work well not myself we have a team of investors who analyze projects and incubate projects and we've launched one last night and the pre-sale will be today uh, maybe we'll get a chance to talk about that and the big 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 vision of long-term sustainable income beyond the volatile price action we're seeing today is the profitability and success of our incubator projects mm. so we invest in them for example, 15% of transaction fees come back to Phoenix Community Capital from the decentralized exchange that has launched recently. Fine. So that's how we ensure a sustainable long-term passive income. We'll perform a buyback using the profits from not just one company, but by many. So our aim is to make sure we spend most of our time building businesses, profitable businesses, taking profits from them, reinvesting it back into the fire token by performing that buyback thus increasing the token price and that's how we distribute profits to our investors okay so are you saying that basically you're almost using the nest as a kind of kickstarter to help are you helping these new companies for example get started in the crypto space or are you investing in uh like staking to get staking rewards maybe you can help us understand a little because i get that question all the time of course my pleasure so our investment mm -hmm. strategy is on chain and off chain okay what does that mean it means both cryptocurrency blockchain projects and also real world from property to movies to land to investment opportunities the individual investor would never have access to 
okay. Not even an accredited investor, but being <clears throat> incorporated in Delaware and the United States, we're able to make these investment deals with an SEC approved financial advisor. So we can then take that community fund, put us in projects and create companies that then pay back our treasury for us to perform that buyback. So I hope I explained that a bit better for you, John. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Thank you for sharing That's that. Phenomenal. Yeah, cool. So thank you for sure. Thank you for sharing. We're going to continue that conversation later in the episode because I know you've got so much information to share and you dropped some gems there. I want to give people the opportunity to follow us, the Good Morning Crypto Show on Twitter. We're going to show you our account. And then we have Jordan Harry's account also at Jordan Harry on Twitter with two N's. He's got over 14,000 followers interacting with people constantly. So please go and follow this guy. He deserves it. We've got the Bitcoin Fear and Greed Index showing a 31 today. Still not much to address. We will be addressing this when it comes up into that moderate range. But as we flow into the total coin market cap, we are sitting well above 1.9 trillion this morning, just below the $2 trillion mark. Bitcoin sitting at 42% dominance. We've got Bitcoin just above 42,000. Ethereum is over three grand once again. XRP with some positive price action at 83 cents. And we'll scroll down to Kronos 42 and XLM, which we cover on a daily basis now. Back over that 20 cent mark, sitting at 21 cents. Very exciting stuff. I'm going to open the floor here. Is anybody watching anything in particular to the market? And Jordan, I'm not sure if you had any price analysis you wanted to share. One thing I'd love to share, um, and I think it's really relevant, right? Because um, although we don't want to talk about price too much, we're all here to make money, right? And right now, the FI token is taking a little bit of hit compared to the rest of the market. And what I want to tell everyone, regardless of what project you're in, you're not smarter when the price goes up and you're not dumber when it goes down. Not saying that means we can all separate our emotions when we see these numbers, right? Because we're, we're human beings at the end of the day. But more importantly, I don't want anyone to fear, not just with Phoenix, but with any project, that business isn't being done behind closed doors, you know, and that it takes time and don't let price dictate the success of any project. I'm an XRP holder, <laughs> so I can definitely speak both. for that. Yes. <laughs> yes, 100%. And we've been through so much the past year with XRP, whether it's the suppression from the lawsuit or the price appreciation <laughs> we experienced last April. I don't think anybody registered that as that would be the you know the all-time high even at this point. But it's exciting to see that we've bottomed out. We're creating higher lows, and we're continuing to get that bullish momentum. I'm really wondering at what's going to happen over these next few months with the Ripple lawsuit. Johnny, is there anything you're watching in the market this morning? Yeah, look at that Cardano, baby. You We're going to go right to it. Friday just busted a dollar, finally back above. <laughs> uh, she's peeking her head around. Cardano's definitely got some momentum. It was hanging down in that 80 cents. Look at that. That's a beautiful cup and handle forming right there. Um, so, you know, we know at the end of the day, Cardano's got a lot of uh, potential behind it, right? You've got the developer, the, who, <laughs> the co-developer, I should say, of Ethereum, who left the company, came to Cardano to fix the problems that he created. What better guy to fix the problem than the guy who created it, right? So I love Cardano from that perspective. I think it's going to have some potential, but it's interesting to see, you know, it kind of bottomed up for a while off its all-time high. And now there's some really good, um, there's another release coming up, I believe, in June of their next uh, uh, software update, which is going to allow more scalability for them. So it's definitely something to keep an eye on. And you'll see later, uh, there's some big people investing in this. That's a perfect segue, Johnny. And we want to remind our viewers, Cardano has the most developers using their product right now. So it's a perfect segue into what we've got from Grayscale for you guys. Grayscale's latest fund focuses on smart contract platforms, allowing them access to to DeFi platforms other than Ethereum. So 
it's the Ethereum's largest competitors composed of this fund. And in the fund, the number one holding is Cardano, which is very interesting to see. Shocker. Cardano and Solana compose both of 24% of the fund. Then we've got AVAX and Polkadot with about 17 and 16% of the fund. And we've also got Poly, Polygon, also known as Matic, Algorand, and Stellar. I'm excited about this news because I'm holding a lot of these projects. But it's really interesting to see the big boys starting to adopt this stuff and do it because they're, they're, you, their users are demanding it, right? People want access to this technology. And projects like ADA and Solano have a $30 billion market cap while we've got a similar DeFi project at Ethereum sitting at $350 billion. So there's so much positive news with these massive hedge funds coming in. And we're going to continue to bring this to you guys. But I wanted to show everyone this quick graphic. This is the composite of the fund. This is how it's constructed. And Boom. I love the currencies here. Johnny, do you have any comments? Boom. There it is right there. So, so you know, we've been telling you all along on the Fear and Greed Index, when you see that fear button, just replace the word fear with the word buy. Mm. And that's exactly what you saw the big boys doing, right? They were just buying it up. They were accumulating during this fear mode. And they're, they were stacking their bags. So Grayscale was probably the one that created that bottom at around 80 cents. Right? Mm. They're scooping it up nice. And now they got their bags packed. And now they're just going to let it roll. And you can see here, you know, that as Grayscale, I mean, we're talking a big institution, right? They've got a chunk, what, 40, 40, 40 billion. billion dollars in the crypto space right now. And so yep. you want to do, as Coach is always saying, follow the money. Right. Do what the billionaires do. And here it is, guys. This is where they're going. Right. So if you don't have these in your portfolio, again, this is not financial advice. We're not financial advisors, but we're just watching what the big boys do. And this is where they're putting their money in. And we want to be following what those billionaires are doing. Yep. Definitely. And I'm going to go to Jordan Harry next, but I thought it'd be important to mention. So I went on the Grayscale Fund last night and looked up how much value is in this current fund. Four hundred and seventy million dollars compose this fund right now. So floor is yours, Jordan Harry. Thank you. And Johnny, I have a top that I was going to wear. And I think you'd like it, okay? <laughs> Get ready for it, Johnny. Wait for it, Johnny. What do we got there? Beautiful Cardano. Cardano. Yeah, look at that, Cardano. I don't hold any Cardano. Holy cow. I love you guys. Yes. That's awesome. That is fantastic. And no better place to be holding it when you're thinking on the bull. Of course. That's, That's where the best ideas come that. from. That's I love awesome. that shirt. I want That's one funny. of those. We'll sort that out. Sorry that I've lowered the, the bar of this show. It was up here. I'm so <laughs> You're talking about grayscale. Now we've got I think you just raised there. the bar, actually. I think you just raised it. Now we're having real authentic conversation. Most crypto research gets done on the toilet. So let's just be quiet. We'll be honest here. We got Twitter on our phones now. What are you going to say? Twitter and toilet bowls. They go together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. But Jordan, did you have any thoughts about the grayscale fund in particular and maybe some of the currencies they're adopting right now? Of course, I think what we can see, and I know um, Avalanche is in Barcelona right now. They've got an Avalanche conference going on. And I love Hedera Hashgraph. It's my second wife, XRP first. But what we need to acknowledge is Avalanche is really starting to make some waves now. Um, before, I think it's been slept on. It's been overlooked. Um, but it's been very consistent. And in fact, that's why Phoenix Security Capital, we decided to build on Avalanche. Um, user experience is key. And that's one thing you get from them. Now, I'm not saying that Ethereum will vanish. I think we can all agree there. But I believe the piece of the puzzle, as we can beautifully see by that diagram, it's going to start to spread out a little bit more. For example, Solana, Avalanche. So I'm really happy to see Avalanche is capturing more of an audience. Definitely. Yeah. 
and it, it's great. I mean, just like Jordan is saying, that it, it's it, we're we're heading to a ecosystem essentially. Like all these different blockchains are just going to coexist. Um, it's not that one is going to be here and the other is not. I mean, Ethereum has obviously got the lead because they've been around for longer. They've got the most developing. Um, you know, a lot of the things projects are being developed in in Ethereum. But all these other blockchains are emerging. The the we see Cardano as Johnny. Um, has said it many times on the show. Cardano's got the, one of the most activity as far as developing and developers on right now. So it's a great, it's a great ecosystem. It's good to gain exposure in all these different blockchains. Um, you know, at times of uncertainty, like Jordan was saying earlier, we see a lot. Of, a lot of the space was was on a downtrend as far as price action, and and more recently, we've been seeing some of these projects recover. And on the other hand, we're seeing a little bit of this passive income part of crypto space, right? Like the nodes and and the nests and so, and so forth. It, you know, it's it's a tough time. People are scared. But if you if you backtrack a month from now, uh, a month ago, people wanted to get in. People were excited. You know, strong was all the way up there in price. So was Phoenix. So was many other projects. And people were like, I want to get in. Well, now the price is down. And automatically you feel like you don't want to get in because you're scared the price is going to go lower. And it's, again, like Jordan said, just stay fundamental. Just because of the price action, don't get swayed. Just because the price is down, it doesn't mean that the project is is not being, uh, you know, it's not active. They're not continuing with their development or their mission. So yeah, that's a great advice. Yeah, Mara, totally. I think you bring up a good point. At the end of the day, if you're investing in a project that you know is good, has a real world solve, then the reality is you want to see it low because that's your opportunity to buy into something mm-hmm. good, right? Why would you want to not buy something good if it's, when it's low, right? But what happens is the human psychology, we get fearful, right, on the fear chart, and we, and we sell. Again, work on replacing that word fear to buy and know that if you have a good project that has long-term real-world solves and it's in the fear zone, you want to be buying. I mean, that, that's just, yep. it's a no-brainer, right? And, that, and that's, that's what we kind of teach here at the academy. I won't lie to you. When I, before I came here, I was doing just the same thing everybody else was doing. I was selling, I was selling high and, buy, and buying. No, I was selling low and buying high. So I was screwing it up, right? <laughs> cool. And here it's all about, can't get it right. So here it's all about the mindset, know what you have, invest in something good, and then wait for the fear time to be buying. Yep. Yes, guys. And if you're enjoying this conversation, smash that like button and show these guys some love. We've got Jordan Harry who's joining us at the Freedom Conference in April. So we're all going to be there in person. We'll be having AMAs, open questions. And, of course, our fearless leader, Coach JV, is going to be there leading this whole thing. And you guys are going to get to communicate him on a daily basis. I'm so excited. I cannot wait to get back out there in April because – it's been too long, and I feel like every single time I'm out in Arizona, it's a it's a reset for me. Just being around JV and yeah. the rest of the crew, it's amazing. JV, Jeremy, Jackie, everybody. So please, if you guys want more of this content, check out the 3T Warrior Academy where you get access to all of us. With that being said, we'll continue right on. So we've got some great stuff from Ray Dalio this morning, who, of course, Coach JV mentions almost every week, right? Ray Dalio's Bridgewater reportedly backing a crypto fund means the world's largest hedge fund and one of Bitcoin's former skeptics is taking it seriously. Johnny Crypto has been all over this Bitcoin narrative the past few months, and it really started with the Michael Saylor speech that we brought up a few weeks ago, where the adoption from the big boys, it's taking place right now. We saw that $30,000 range being a great level of support for us last summer, and we've seen that going forward. We haven't dipped below that $29,000 since last July, and I think a big reason for that is there's so many institutional investors 
willing to buy at those prices. It, it get it's really exciting stuff, but I don't want to dive too deep into what they're doing. Actually, they're using investment vehicles for the time being instead of purchasing the actual asset. But there's a great quote here I want to read from Ray Dalio where he says, Bitcoin has earned his respect. It's been an amazing accomplishment for Bitcoin to have achieved what it has done by not being hacked, having it work, and having it adopted the way it's been. I believe in blockchain technology and it has earned its credibility. That's some beautiful, powerful statements there. Jordan Harry, I'd love to hear some topics from you. And I keep calling you Jordan Harry. I mean to say King Jordan, so I will get that correct. <laughs> I promise everyone I didn't pay abs anything to call me King. <laughs> <laughs> for myself um a lot of us have probably admired and put people like Ray Dalio on a pedestal for so long and we've heard the narrative and I know for so many of us um we might turn our nose up like oh now you want to join us I don't blame him I don't yeah. blame him because understandably it is so risky to get into a space that is still so nascent, still so early, right? And when you're someone like Ray Dalio and you say that you approve of something, you have to understand the weight it comes with. And so when he now has said, hey, look, I hold my hands up. I was wrong before, I'm right now. I take my hat off because there's so many things today which all of us hold true that we may be wrong in the future. Um, so not saying you should have no ideas and no beliefs and you shouldn't stick by them. But when we see people like him compitulate, I think that's the right term, compitulate? Yep. Yep, awesome. When we see people like him compitulate and come over to the other side, um, we should embrace him, welcome him, educate him. Um, potentially the reason why he was on the periphery for so long was probably because he didn't have the right education. So look at Ray Dalio, picture your auntie, picture your mum, picture your best friend, and see it as an opportunity to educate. Now, of course, not everyone wants to learn, but when they do convert, try not to brag. Like the big short, at the end of the movie, there's that little end card where none of them bragged. I love it when um, yeah. Michael Burry, he sent the email to all the investors um, and just said, you know, it's done, the money's in your account, and he signed off. Um, so if we can have that humble attitude when people do eventually say, hey, I was wrong, yeah, we'll go far. And that's a beautiful narrative, especially when you tie it back into XRP, right? Everyone's been so critical of what's taking place these last 12, yep. 14 months. But at the end of the day, when you understand the partnerships, you understand the real world solve, you know that that inevitable shift is going to take place. I want to go to Johnny Crypto here. What about this article caught your attention, specifically the Ray Dalio aspect of him supporting Bitcoin now? Well, first of all, Abs, you said something that's important earlier about Arizona. And so the World Economic Forum is always talking about the Great Reset, but you just nailed it. We got the real great reset. Come to Arizona and you will feel the reset. Believe me, I'm telling you, it was life-changing. So, folks, Freedom Conference, uh, end of April, April 22nd, 23rd, and Jordan here is going to be there as well. So you get to meet us. You get to meet the king himself, King Jordan. So come on out if you want to see a king. But in terms of this article, um, I got to say, this is, again, just another validation of what we've started to see. And you're right. I wasn't really much into Bitcoin. Michael Saylor changed my mind. The guy's a genius. And if you listen to that 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 yeah. show we posted, you, you get a little insight into his mind of how he breaks down assets and which ones make sense and which ones are inflationary and deflationary. And he nailed it. There's only one, and it's freaking Bitcoin. And, and what's happening now? All the other billionaires are starting to follow him in, right? It's just more validation. And again, as Coach is always saying, do what the billionaires do and to see somebody like dalio who was so outspoken against it all of a sudden he flipped the switch capitulation as jordan was talking about 
it's just like holy crap. And I, I'm telling you, when I when I when when our XR beloved XRP uh, does take off, those yeah. profits, I promise you, I will be putting mine into Bitcoin. This is no doubt about it. That I believe it's here to stay. It's going to be the long term future digital gold. Yes, that's really exciting to hear. There's a lot of the digital gold sentiment. Mario, I know we haven't heard from you yet, so I'd love to give you the floor. Sure. Yeah, I, did. I mean, Jordan Jordan, and, and Johnny kind of nailed it on the head. They they yeah. pretty much explained everything as far as the sentiment and, and how you need to look at it when you hear all these all these billionaires and, and the people that, that you usually look up to, right? Um, you tend to get fearful if they tell you that, oh, this is this is a scam. Right. But then all of a sudden they come out and say, hey, look, we're, we're creating a fund or we're investing in it. Then then it's it's a validation. But in reality, it's it's really important for you to you as an investor to also do your own research. If you understand what you're investing in. Um, so in the case of cryptocurrency blockchain, if you understand the kind of solve that blockchain is trying to provide to the world, then you're going to be more um you're going to be more sure of what you're investing in, right? Because you can't just go by what other people are saying. Of course, you, you should still be aware and listen. But at the end of the day, do your own research. You'll, you'll sleep much better at night. I've said this so many times. And by knowing what you hold, you don't get swayed by certain narratives. We always talk about this. There's always going to be some sort of catalyst for catastrophe. Yeah. People are always going to be worried about a C-19, a, a war, a cyber attack. There's all sorts of narratives they roll out incrementally to keep people in that state of fear and shake retail out of investments. But it's the fundamental understanding that's most important. And Jordan, you're so, you're spot on. It's like JB always yeah. says, when they're telling you look right, we go left because it's just yeah. the, it's the way it is, right? They're, if the masses were correct, we'd be in a better situation. But I'd love to transition to our next tweet. We, we brought this up earlier this week, and it really talks about the total value locked in node projects. And I want to first address what the, I know the node defender is going to say. Some of these are not node projects, and that includes. Hey, yeah, we are. yeah, we are. We got some Number three. Number three. Impressive. Yeah, that's a it's a big number. And Mario, I know you've got so much knowledge on this topic, so I really like to give you the floor, and then we'll go to Jordan Harry right after King Jordan. Yeah, thank you, Abs. So yeah, a, a lot of those are not node projects, and that's something that I battled, just like Jordan was saying earlier on. You know, I battled back in October's. Uh, especially with Johnny Crypto, just kind of back and forth of Johnny, that's not a node. Ring is not a node. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, you know, um, yeah, it's, it's, but it's good to see, you know, essentially what these projects are, it, it's their, their uh, innovation or, or like a new space within crypto, right? And I know that Strong was kind of the pioneer. They kind of set the floor for this new space. And then we've been seeing a new category just kind of just emerge like, like Fire, uh, Thor where they're kind of taking that concept and, and creating this passive income stream, which is genius. I, I love it. And, yep. uh, but yeah, it's very important for people to realize that there's a very uh, a big difference. And they, again, do your own research so that you understand what you're investing in. And, and yeah, it's awesome. Yes, Jordan, I'd love to hear from you just about, I mean, the whole thing with nodes is that it's not, you're not betting on price appreciation as opposed to actually getting a form of passive income, which I think is so exciting. Now that mm. asset needs to sustain its value for that income stream to be sustainable. But at the same time, I'm not betting on XRP to $10 or Bitcoin to hundred grand, a lot of these similar concepts. Yep. So I'd like to just hear about your opinion on passive income and and maybe the, the part where creating sustainability is so important. Yeah. So the first thing I'd love to note from that graph was you see the chain and you're starting to see the shift in what chain these are being built on. I mentioned AVAX earlier, right? Of course, I'm biased, yep. I'm built on AVAX. We love Avalanche. Um, 
And I feel we're going to start to see more. And I mean, look, already you can see what there's only one Ethereum project. And of course, it's, it's the king right now, StrongBlock. I'm involved yep. as well. And in fact, a lot of our tokenomics was modeled off StrongBlock. And so when we talk about sustainability, we're only looking at one metric here, which hopefully everyone can appreciate. And this certainly isn't a metric we dictate our success from. So although it looks quite nice, we're rank free. Arguably, it doesn't mean a lot to us. Um, I'll reiterate mm. again, how do we sustain a long-term passive income for people, right? So number one is people who want passive income don't want a volatile price action, right? Ironic, of course, coming from myself, but we're in phase one of our project. And 90 days in, of course, is like a year in crypto. <laughs> and it's a year yep. for us, I promise, as well, working on the project. Within the first 90 days, we'll hold our hands up. We hope to have our first incubated project, our decentralized exchange, live and profitable already, churning profits into our treasury so we can perform buybacks already. The good news is we have buybacks available waiting. We don't want to perform it yet because the last thing we want to do is perform a buyback, price shoots up, then guess what? We're still relying on retail. Yeah. But now, yes, price is dictated by people who buy fire and sell the rewards. Yep. Where do we move away from that? It's phase two. I used to always hate uh, people who worked at these companies that said what I'm about to say, and I'll finish with this, which is, <laughs> I can't tell you what's coming. <laughs> really, you know, one, we don't want to give you pipe dreams. Two, there's a reason why, um, and I can't say yet, but all I can say is if you've got a nest, thank you. Well done. We're not going to let you down. Don't let that be FOMO, but just understand that phase two, what we migrate towards, and when I say migrate, we're not moving blockchain. Don't want anyone to take my words or twist them. But when we migrate to phase two, that's when you're gonna be like, ah, they said this is what they were gonna do, take profits from their business to ensure sustainable passive income. You're gonna see us do it. And then we're gonna tell you, see, we told you, we did it. And last night we released that roadmap so you can all hold us accountable, right? We're yeah. not here to hide. Yeah, and I got to tell you, Jordan. So one of the biggest heartaches I've always had with these nodes, and, and Mark can attest to this because I've always seen it from day one. These things are like Ponzi schemes, right? Ponzi nomics, I call them. Where in the beginning, yeah. you're taking a bunch of cash, and then you're and you're giving it, you know, back to the next guy. You're taking it from the next guy and give it to the prior guy, right? And, and Bernie Madoff did this well for 14 years, right? Yeah. What's interesting to me is. I don't. So at first I was hesitant to get into any of these things. And then it dawned on me that the reality is what you're really doing is you're using these nodes as a way or, or these these vehicles as a way to raise income. Right. And now what it really comes down to is. The management's capability of taking that funds, those raised that that raised capital and turning it into something useful, building a real business. Yeah. And that's what I like about what you said here about yep. fire. You guys are doing something unique and different that nobody else is doing. A strong is trying to take the money they raised and create a paradigm shift and turn the 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 strong node into a chain, strong chain, right? Where they're gonna then reward known owners. That's a different paradigm shift because right now node owners yep. don't get rewarded. So that's new and that's a different model. What it sounds like you guys are doing, you're gonna take the money and go build other businesses that create passive income streams that come back and feed us as the Kickstarter investor, if you will. And I love that. I love that idea. Will, will you be able to share? When will you guys be able to share what businesses will you be sharing what businesses you guys are investing in as you begin those investments? Yeah, so um, we're creating a dashboard as we speak so people can actually see what we're investing in and how nice. much is allotted to what. 
We're going to then give different people with certain amount of nests more insights behind the curtain. So, of nice. course, the more money you've committed and you invest in, say, Swapsicle, our decks, well, you're going to be able to see their metrics as well. And you're going to be able to see a little bit more behind the engine there. So for us, it's that idea that our community that we've built at PCC, Phoenix Community Capital, yep. why wouldn't you want to get on the pre-sale today for Swapsicle, put your money in by their tokens, ensure that you trade your FIRE tokens and maybe XRP on that DEX because every transaction fee, 15%, comes back to the FIRE token and that increases in value. Mm -hmm. And so we create this ecosystem, right? And where our community supports that community. Why? Because it comes back to us. And that's what we talk about, creating a big enough table where we can all eat. I love that, Jordan. Yeah, I mean, and that was the biggest question I had when looking at a lot of these node projects is how are they creating an environment where it's sustainable? And you just outlined it very well. And I'm sure we'll get some more insight. I am allowed to tell people what we're doing in the market. So I do have a, I do have a fire node. I, I did purchase a fire node. So I'm excited. I really believe in what you guys are doing. And yeah, I just wanted to say that. So with that being said, we'll move into some other relevant crypto topics for the day. Just in crypto.com becomes the wow. official sponsor of the 2022 FIFA World wow. Cup. Awesome stuff, guys. Nice. And what does Coach JV always talk about? The subconscious programming, getting retail comfortable with a lot of these topics before they roll it out for mass adoption. And this is another example of that. We saw Crypto.com come in and buy the rights to Staples Centers, one of the most renowned NBA. Um, it's the Los Angeles Lakers basketball stadium. So mm -hmm. now they're getting into crypto with programming a lot of the soccer players and stuff. So I'd like to go to Mario for our first comment. Mario, what do you think about this news? Yeah, well, first of all, Crypto.com's team is on fire. They are sponsoring everything and anything. And I'm, I'm a big Formula One fan. I follow Formula One a lot. It's probably yeah. the sport that I enjoy the most. I mean, I do like what in America they call soccer, but I still like to say football because I lived in the UK and I'm, I'm originally from Europe. So um, I, I love it. So it's really good to see that the, the World Cup is actually one of my favorite things to watch too. I don't really follow the Premier League or any of the national leagues, but I do love watching Euro and I do love watching the World Cup. And Crypto.com has been all over uh, Formula One last season. They became, halfway through the season, they became one of the main sponsors. As you're watching the race, you're seeing Formula One ads all over, uh, sorry, Crypto.com ads all over the place. Um, they're all over Formula One again this this year. So again, it's that it's that awareness. You know, people are watching these things. People love sports. Uh, in the U.S., we have them with the with the Lakers, right? So they, they mm. took over that stadium. So it's just that awareness. It's Crypto.com, I mean, the name the domain name is is just genius so it was it really, really good for them to acquire that domain honestly yeah crypto.com super bullish uh crow i love crow it's one of my biggest holdings i really believe in what they're building long term especially because of all these strategic partnerships and strategic uh marketing that they're doing so yep the marketing is phenomenal i'm gonna go to jordan mm -hmm. next because the MMA, the UFC, is actually partnered with Crypto.com. Yep. We know Jordan has a lot of MMA experience. So what are just some of your thoughts? What we're seeing in the uh, mixed martial arts community, which, of course, is nowhere near as big as the World Cup or the football community. Yeah. Um, but look, it's still a massive audience. It's still a massive audience. And it's still becoming synonymous, right? Um, it's coming everywhere. Um, and what we're seeing is there's a new project called Block Assets. Block yes. Assets is starting to mm -hmm. sponsor... UFC fighters. Um, in the UFC, mm -hmm. they don't get paid anywhere near as much as they risk. You know, yeah. the top guys are getting 300,000 US dollars for a fight on the main card for a title fight. Um, right? 
that's um, after they've paid for the training camps, et cetera, et cetera, and they can't fight much throughout the years, you can imagine. But now crypto companies are starting to come in and start to sponsor athletes within. So not only does crypto.com have a positive light in the entire industry of mixed martial arts, but now crypto projects are starting to sponsor the individual athletes and um, give them financial freedom too. Jordan, you brought up something really cool. You know, Kamzat Chemayev, one of the most prominent, he's one of the biggest up and comers right now is sponsored by block assets. And he's putting a lot of videos out on YouTube, but you're right. It's, it's, it's so crazy to see them sponsoring individual athletes within the UFC. It's massive. I want to go to Johnny crypto next. Johnny, what are some of your thoughts? You know, football, as it's called normally in the rest of the world, is the number one watch sport in the world by far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Well. So now, first of all, Crypto.com paid $15 million. $15 mil for a freaking link, a URL link. That's how important it is and how brilliant they are that they realize. Think about it, at the end of the day, when the whole world gets into crypto, right? We know there's 5% of the world in crypto. And so there's about another... Say that again, Johnny. Say that again. Five percent of the world, that's it. Only five percent are invested in crypto technologies and cryptocurrencies right now. Yeah, wait till when the other masses of you know 70, 80, 90 percent flood into this. What's the first thing they're gonna do? Mm. They're gonna go type in, Mm -hmm. they're gonna go type in crypto. Google, they're gonna Google crypto or or crypto.com. What do you think is gonna pop up? Bang, crypto.com. It's just huge. So, if you weren't packing your bags again, not financial advice, not financial advisors. But, man, if you are parking your bags at 40 cents, oh, baby, it's going to hurt someday when this thing's sitting at, I don't know, 10 20 $100. You're going to be sitting there, what the hell was I thinking? I mean, come on, guys. It's <laughs> Super Bowl. Crypto.com is all over it. They got their own stadium, basketball, racing. And now football, real football, soccer, mm-hmm. forget about it. It's game over. Crypto.com. They're the if, you know, if Jordan is the king, King Jordan of uh, MMA, well, <laughs> guess what? Crypto.com is the king of crypto. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm 100% with you. And you brought up something great. 5% of people are in are in crypto right now. There's less than $2 trillion in value. The NASDAQ has $45 trillion in value. That's only a U.S. market. We're talking about a global financial market. Mm. I would anticipate, you know, over the next 10 years, us even getting up in that $90 trillion evaluation. Yes, guys, that sounds freaking ridiculous. But how that happens is through massive printing, massive inflation, global adoption. And 10 years is a very long time frame, especially mm. when you're printing you know, three, four trillion dollars every year. Jordan, I'm not sure if you had any additional comments, but the floor is yours. Other than I'm looking at buying Kronos. <laughs> yes. Uh, and yes. I'll what, I've capitulated. I will put it on the record. I told a lot of my friends and family because they bought um, at the last recent uh, all-time high year of around, was it 60 cents? Yeah. It went as high, it went as high as 90 something cents, yeah. I think. Yeah. So a lot of my friends and family bought at around 60 cents. Of course, it went up to 90 and then, whoo. And I told them all stay away from it then, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm looking back because I'm about FOMO in. I'm about FOMO in. I'm like, (laughs) you know what, Johnny's over here and he's really talking good about it. So in five years when this stuff is worth three digits, you remember Johnny Crypto brought it to you and showed you what you should be purchasing. (laughs) Yeah, you what, Johnny, seriously. And now this is the time you get in. I told my friends and family no back then because they just got the staples out. And that's when, whew. and then yeah. now it's crashed. A lot of them have been like, oh, Jordan, I've sold because I need to cut my losses. I'm like, mm. no, now you get in and man, I'm getting in now. 
And just to yeah. show people what we've got right here, Mario, would you, if you wouldn't mind just sharing yep. our screen really quickly. And then I'd love to get some comments from you before we move on. It says, I mean, we're just showing the chart. We saw this massive bull run. And whenever we see a bull run like this straight up in the air for about 17 days, we're going to get some regression. And this was moving off of news too. So, you know, buy the rumor, sell the news, same type of situation, same market, but it looks like we are finding consistent levels of support just above this 35 cent range. That seems to be our bottom. So when Jordan talks about this being a good buying opportunity, this is just an example. We're holding these levels of support. We're seeing yeah. continued bullish news. Mario, what are some of your comments? Well, we're not financial advisors, but yeah. this could very well be financial advice that just hold, just hold for as long as you can. So. Like it's, it's like, like we were just talking about 5% of P of the population of the world is invested in crypto. Like this is, we're, we're onto something. And the fact that we're so early, like it, it's just, it's a blessing in our life. And I know that we all want to make money. We all want to achieve this massive amount of wealth as soon as possible. But reality is if you're able to hold these, these investments, these cryptos for, for the longest period that you can just think about what's, what's around the corner and, and the, in the horizon of, of like Kronos, for example, and as they continue to create more partnerships, continue to evolve. Um, you know, we spoke about fire and what what they're working on. Um, yeah. It, it just hold for as long as you can and keep dollar cost averaging in whether the market is up or down, just create a consistent investment thesis and stick to it. And in the long term, you're going to be in such a good position and you're going to be able to put your family in such a good position too. Yeah. And just to build on that. So two things there. And, and Mario, can we pull that chart back up? Um, Jordan said one yep. thing that's important, right? So what, what, what happened is his family was selling as it's coming down. But again, when you have something that you know is good, what you want to do if you bought a little high and you're sitting there at a loss, this is that's a great time to what well, we say here at the Academy DCA dollar cost average in meaning mm -hmm. if you've got another four or 5,000 or maybe a thousand dollars sitting on the sideline. Yeah. When you start seeing it pull back down on this curve, you're coming back down the mountain and you're on the bottom side. That's where you start to buy in. If you got a thousand, you, you put 500 into it. And I don't know, maybe 40, you know, 40 cents. And if it goes a little lower, you put a little bit more and you start buying up the bottom until you yeah. find the bottom or get close to them. And you're never going to buy the bottom. So don't try you're just looking to get close. Within 20% of the bottom, you're happy. But what I want you to look at at this chart here, you see how that thing spiked up to the top real quick and then pulled down? Here at the academy, this is why we teach exit strategies because what the elites do is on those pumps, they're getting out. That's what they're doing. For Look at that. They're getting out near the top, and then they're buying back in when it settles out at the new high level. So if you look at this chart, you see that we had a low to the left, Mars. Scroll a little bit further to the left, 18, 20 cents, right? Then we went all the way up to a dollar. And now where are we today? About 40. Notice we went from 20 to 40. We have a new support level now. We're no longer at the 20. We may never see 20 again. Now we're at 40. But it takes that big pump to get us there to kind of raise up to the next stair level. And then there'll be another one of these and another one of these coming. Now at the academy, what we try to do is, you know, having the exit strategy, you might get out 10 or 20% at that dollar range or at that 70, 80 cent range. And now you could be buying back in at 40. So that's kind of things we teach here. Um, click the links below. There's a free Discord. Come join it. Check out the Academy. Get familiar with the community here. And if you want to level up, you can actually join the Academy, get access to Coach's portfolio. You get uh, access to his exit strategy and access to the tool that we created to help you build your own exit strategy. So you can, when this happens next time, make sure you get out before it crashes. Don't let that crash happen to you.
Totally, Johnny. And we're going to roll into some XRP news here, but I love this chart because it shows whenever you get a stock or, or a crypto or any asset that does a 3-4x in a period less than four weeks, you got to be taking profit. It's not going to be sustainable. And a lot of XRP investors get, I don't want to say tricked, but misguided when they're waiting for the flip of the switch because then they convinced, convinced every time the price is running, here we go, the flip is switched and it hasn't been the case yet. Jordan Harry, dive right in. The part may... Do- do you want me to talk about this now? The Rafa Kahneman post sure. I have. Do we want to wait until the M word when we come to that? We can do that. Yeah, that works as well. We'll wait then. We'll wait then. Perfect. So we'll go into our next crypto article, which is also XRP related. Japanese crypto exchanges aim to catch up with coin listings. They've got an updated list of 18 cryptocurrencies known as the green list, which will be automatically approved as cryptocurrencies in their jurisdiction starting in late March. We've got Bitcoin, Ethereum, Ripple, and Litecoin all on this list as well as a bunch of others, but those are the ones highlighted within this article. Very exciting news, guys, for one reason and one reason in particular from my perspective is XRP is labeled as a currency here. So Mm. that is the whole dispute with the SEC. That's the entire dispute that's going on. We'll start off with Johnny Crypto. Johnny, I'd love to get some thoughts on, on Ripple being classified as a currency as well as a lot of these other assets. Well, first of all, we know that throughout the rest of the world, Ripple is a freaking currency. It's not a security. So it's just a joke that here in the U.S. we call it, you know, we're arguing whether or not it's a security. We all believe it's a stall tactic, as we've talked about in the past. So I won't go there. What's exciting is to continue to see Ripple growing its ecosystem while it's under attack by the by the, U, you know, the United States security, the SEC. Right. That's what's kind of encouraging for me. Abs is a we know the rest of the world believes it's a, it's a not a security. And B, it's growing. So they're planning to ripple smart. Like, okay, you want to mess with it in the U.S.? No problem. We're going to start planting the seeds globally around the rest of the world, which is great. They're working and doing everything they can there. And now, once this thing comes to a settlement, which we know it will shortly, then their final place is to just continue to expand in the U.S. and they'll explode there. So that's great. Let them go ahead and build that ecosystem now globally. And when the U.S. just decides, okay, it's time for them to grow here too, boom. They, they're, they're, they're going to be way ahead of everybody else. So you got to get excited if you're a ripple holder. I love it. Yep. And I'm not sure if Jordan had any additional comments or if we want to get to that in the future. Yeah. I want to go on to the next one. I'm excited to share. Perfect. (laughs) We're excited to hear Mario. Did you have any comments on these currencies? No, Johnny nailed it. I mean, Perfect. XRP is only viewed as a, as a security in the United States, and, and the only thing I could say is, you know, invest when it's fearful, when when it's when it's scary, and and you know, it's boring. You know, nobody wants to invest in a project that's not moving. But if you believe in it because you've done your research and you see the use case, you see the future that it, the potential that it has for that particular project, just invest when it's boring. Eventually, play out. I was buying just to touch on Crow a little bit. I was. I was investing in Crow and I was accumulating a lot of my Crow during the eight cent to 20 cent. And I was telling all my friends, I was telling all my family, like, I really believe in this project. I was telling them, just keep buying it, keep buying it. Oh, but it's not moving. Every, the whole crypto market is going up and Crow Mm -hmm. is just stagnated. And then in the later, latter part of 2021, we saw Crow just take off and hit that 90. I think it, it went as high as 96 cents in some exchanges. And then people were like, oh, should I get in now? I'm like, well, no, no, you should <laughs> now, now, now you don't want to get in. Now wait and, and you know, wait for a pullback and then you can get in. But it, it, it's not that I knew something that other people didn't. I just did my research. I believed it. I had a hunch and, and I did my investment. I find it fascinating that people are saying, I'm not willing to get in now because the price isn't moving. 
Well, if mm. the price is moving, your buying opportunity is moving, you know? So you want to get in when these things are boring by understanding the fundamental utility of what you hold, what you own, what's the problem it is solving. Johnny Crypto, I'd like to get some closing comments, then I'll hop right into our next article. The problem is it's just human psychology you're trying to fight. That's the problem. The human yep. psycho the psychological part of it is we're impatient. So people don't want to wait for profit. So what happens is if something's sideways and it's uncertainty and it requires patience, nobody wants to wait. But when it's going up, it's like, holy shit, there it goes. And that's why FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. That's when people want to get in because then you don't have to wait for your profit, right? It's coming. It's happening. The problem is by the time you get in, as you just said, Abs, the majority of your, your, your profit potential is gone. And now you're at risk because the elites are dumping on you at that point or about getting ready to dump on you. But nobody understands the human psychology of this. This is a game. This is a mental game. And that's why here at the Academy, we teach mindset. You have to know. You have to know the game so you don't get mm -hmm. played. I mean, would you go on a football game without preparing? Would you go play a game without having a game plan? No. But why the hell would you invest that without a game plan? So again, human psychology, don't let it happen to you. Come check out the Academy. Come get trained. Be ready to win this fight. Yes. Oh, 100%. Perfect segue to our next article. XRP adding additional use cases. How XRP was added to the multi-chain to connect with the Ethereum virtual machines blockchain. Guys, I cannot emphasize this enough. This is huge, huge news for the XRP ledger. This is going to give XRP the ability to be interoperable with other blockchains such as Ethereum, Polygon, all of these different sets of DeFi protocols. And we actually got a list down here, Ethereum, Polygon, AVAX, Phantom, the list goes on and on. And there's over 40 currencies listed within this ecosystem. So it's there's so much exciting information here. But the main advantage is that DeFi users will be able to access the XRP ledger ecosystem and leverage the power of their XRP, which is known to be extremely fast, cheap, scalable for the movement of value. Additionally, it will boost XRP's ledger's interoperability for the growing space. So much good information here. I'd love to go to our guest first. Let's hop right into King Harry. Some of your thoughts. Man, I can get used <laughs> to that. <laughs> um, this doesn't come from myself. This comes from Raf of Kahneman on Twitter. Um, can't recommend him enough at W Kahneman. And he put out a really good thread about talking about XRP's price without talking about the price. And it dates back to March the 8th. So there's a few um, tweets here, um, and I'll try and get through them as concisely as possible. So just to remind everyone, Ripple is helping to build more liquidity. ODL doesn't push price up the way many of us hope, since every buy side has an equal sell side. But it is powerful long term to get XRP moving in greater value and corridors increasing usefulness and desirability. Three more. Note, they are targeting treasuries again, along with export of remittances and liquidity. This suggests we may see larger chunk payments moving forward amidst the multiple liquidity efforts. And this kind of thing gets retail, you and me, excited, naturally. Mm -hmm. So remember, XRP is a long game, capturing as much global value as possible because it's an embedded part of the global financial system. It's going to take a minute, literally. Don't be fooled, though. Bitcoin is still a sideshow with a little global financial impact beyond melting ice caps. His words, not mine. And to finish, and it's crucial that the XRP ledger works just fine right now at low prices and volumes in sticky corridors. That's why it will grow. It's part of why Ripple is creditable to major organizations like the IMF, 
and not dismissed as a cartoon coin Musk can tweet about. So I hope that brings it kind of full circle. When we see news like that, that's the importance of what Ripple, more importantly, XRP's role will have in the future. I'd love to address two points you brought up within there. You brought up the fact that we're going into a green narrative. The number one uh, objective with Agenda 2030 from the World Economic Forum is moving to a zero carbon emission society, right? And so because Bitcoin is burning energy and, and burns a lot of energy, almost 1% of all, I think, global energy consumption is in the Bitcoin ecosystem, which is a huge number. We're shifting away from that. And we actually showed an article from Ripple yesterday saying that they want to be in the forefront of the adoption of these carbon efficient currencies. Johnny Crypto, did you have anything that stuck out to you while Jordan was reading his tweets? I mean, it's just fascinating. It's a great way to think about it, right? Accumulating here when it's really low and it makes sense. And yes, there's always going to be, like you said, a buy and sell side there. To me, it all comes down to the utility, the use cases and the usability of it. And the more that they can expand the ecosystem for it. Totally, 100% agree with that. It's spot on. And that's why, I, as I said earlier, I was so happy to see them expanding uh, their ecosystem around the world globally and through multiple. Don't forget, Ripple has more than one product. They have multiple products. So uh, I think really they are. They are certainly on top. I love this guy, by the way. This guy's a genius. I watch all his mm -hmm. stuff. He's very yep. logical the way he he talks about it. If you haven't followed this guy, go follow him. He is phenomenal um, in the way he just thinks about it. So, yeah, great stuff here, and he, he's spot on. So get excited. Pack your bags while you still can Low, you know, at low prices. Um, yeah, not financial advice, but, yeah, Ripple's definitely on to something. Guys, look at the, just look at the relationships they have. With the World Economic Forum, the IMF, the SEC, they have friends. And now they've hired everybody in the U.S. government to work on their team. I mean, hello, <laughs> you can't see the writing on the wall that Ripple is positioning themselves in the game to win. I don't know what else to tell you. But, Johnny, it, the price is boring. That's the problem. The price yeah, is boring. The price hasn't coin. moved. It's a freaking you know? stable coin right now. You're yeah. right, Mario. <laughs> I completely agree, Johnny. This whole shift for me happened when they brought in Rosie Rios. Anybody who's got a blue $100 bill out there, take it out and look at the signature. That's a Ripple employee. So <laughs> I think that really says it all as to, of how important and foundational this company is. But guys, we're going to close it out here and we're going to bring it home. I want to say thank you to King Jordan, also known as Jordan Harry, for joining the podcast today. It's been so much fun, man. I'm really looking forward to bringing you on again. If you guys enjoyed this conversation, please smash that like button. And check us out at the 3T Warrior Academy channel where you get access to all of us as well as our other team members, Andrew Cashflow, Jackie, Gonzo, Coach JV. The list goes on and on. And, of course, Johnny Crypto and the Node Defender. Also, we have the Freedom Conference coming up April 21st, Phoenix, Arizona. Jordan Harry, I'd like to get some comments from you before we close it out here. And thank you for joining us. Other than what I mentioned at the beginning, which was I know everyone's investment means something. So whether it's a project that we have talked about or haven't talked about, um, just understand that we thank you for tuning in because you could be anywhere in the world right now, but you chose to be here listening to us. Um, we're talking about things many people don't understand um, and probably never will. And I think that's something I want to leave everyone with is we don't need mass adoption for us all to win here. And just really try and picture what your perfect day would look like. Many of us have never thought about that, let alone written that down. But whilst we chase arbitrary numbers of becoming a millionaire, you may realize that the perfect lifestyle, the perfect day for you won't cost a million dollars or pounds. So um, take some time today to really understand what would that perfect day look like whilst you're sacrificing in the present, preparing for that future. That's amazing. And Jordan, I want to put you on the spot here. Three financial literacy books 
or anything that has to do with personal development or finance that you think our viewers <laughs> should be aware of, three gems, drop them. So number one would be Money by Tony Robbins. Very US dominated when you're reading it, but still principles you can bring back home nonetheless. He even talks about finding out the numbers of what your dream lifestyle would look like. You know, why do you need to buy the plane? Rent it. Um, next, I will teach you to be rich by Ramit, I want to get his last name, Sefi. Ramit Sefi, I will teach you to be rich. Very basic, but I generally believe many people in financial literacy space do the common things uncommonly well. So be sure to review that book. And then the final one when it comes to, oh, easy, I should have thought about it first, the late, great Bob Proctor. Yeah. Uh, you, you were yeah. born rich. Um, get it as an audio book, so I'm kind of cheating. But get the audio book, listen to it on 2X, um, and listen to it more than once. And just come with an open mind, you know, yes, saying you're gonna be rich every single day, five times a day, doesn't automatically mean you'll become rich, but what happens is your attention changes mm. and it resets and it focuses and it focuses on money moves, right? Is what I'm doing getting me closer to my affirmation? Mm. So um, really try and get into a habit of saying your affirmations as if you already have it. And I promise you, before you know it, you'll look back and you're like, whoa, I'm here. But I promise you, there'll be the next goal. And that's okay. And that's why we're human beings. We're being, yeah. becoming something else. I had a life-changing experience when I read the book Supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza, where he talks about Ooh. vibrational alignment and breath work that's necessary. And I love this stuff, man. So I'd love to talk about it either off camera in the future or on camera. There's so much we can go into, but I know we got to close it out here because of time. So I want to say thank you to Jordan Harry. Thank you, Johnny Crypto. And thank you, No Defender. All of their social medias are linked below. We know they all deserve a follow and put the work in. Very excited to have you. And like we always say, Warriors, rise. Get your shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us today. Let's go. Let's go. Thanks, Jordan.